0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss.
1: The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by a comic shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination. Nerdapalooza, the world's largest nerd music festival and with generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and to learn how you can support this and other fine Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, Welcome to the Epic Piecast, introducing your hosts, Nelson Lugo,
2: and Chafer the Dark Lord.
1: Ladies and gentlemen from the beautiful and spacious studio 6C at Astoria Queens, this is the Epic Piecast, Episode 10. I'm your host, Nelson Lugo. Yeah, you are! <laughs> <laughs> Look at you, Nelson Lugo, as I live and breathe. The prodigal son has returned. There he
3: is. He's over there, and you got your Nelson Lugo costume on, and your yes. Nelson Lugo face, and you're all... Be- I ooze Nelson Lugo. You are 100% made of Nelson Lugo. That's true. All natural. Uh, it's so nice to
1: have you here. I thank you. you going to introduce yourself, or you're just going to keep rolling along there? Oh, I'm, I did. I'm, I'm, I believe I did. No, you didn't. You did not say who you are. Huh. Is it really important? I think so. There might be first time listeners. Oh, you think we're picking up <laughs> listeners as we keep doing this? Look, I dare to dream, sir. I am, a, I am an ambitious man with ambitious dreams and goals. Uh, also, you have a, 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 your name is uh, much more fun to, uh, uh, to say out loud than mine is.
3: I don't know about that. It's more fun for me to say, because I like mine.
1: Well, say it. And I am your other
3: host, Schaefer the Dark Lord.
1: Yay! See, if we had a soundboard, I would totally do, like, crowd applause right there. Mm. And then maybe, like, an arrow hitting a target. We'll fix that in post. <laughs> we'll dig up some sound effects. Uh, point of order. Uh, can we have a soundboard for the next uh, episode? Because I need poop noises and maybe, like, a horse whinny. Mm. And maybe, like, an eagle screech. I mean- like, a ka Okay, uh, is that what you think an eagle sounds like? I don't know what eagles sound like. <coughs> I'm, I'm from the city. Okay, uh, you have seen television though before. I'm... I I am familiar with this okay. televised vision you speak of. You know, we'll see. We could edit in sound effects. As no, we no, on. no, no. I
3: want to do them live. Wanna do them I want to.
1: I want to do. I want like. I want a little board with like six buttons that have six sound effects on them that I can hit. When, like, the appropriate mood or thing strikes. Well, you know what? I'll see what I can do. All right. I'll see what I can do if I can rig that up for episode 11. Nice. uh,
3: And we can consider that your prize from (laughs) the (laughs) Make-A-Wish Foundation.
1: Yay! See? Cancer's... Everybody wins. So, Nelson Lugo, you were out last month. I was out last month, yes. Uh, I was very, very ill. You were missed terribly. Aw.
3: Thank you
1: the guests who were here they missed i it i it was it was fun for me cuz i i listened to the episode and for the first time i actually got to listen to it as a fan and uh uh it's like oh that's a, that epic podcast they're good people they <laughs> i mean it
3: was it was fun no, it was. It and was. It,
1: Sarah and Francine were both excellent guests. They were. They were. They were awesome, and they were. They're both wonderful people, and they're both uh, very uh, uh, infinitely interesting to listen to. And they had a lot of really wonderful things to say. So,
3: but I it definitely showed me that I am not good at doing this. Oh,
1: stop! Without
3: you as a co-host.
1: Well, you know what? I, here's then. How about this? Because I don't. I mean, I I have I have one more round to go. So I I don't think I'm gonna be missing any more mm-hmm. piecasts due to the stupid cancer thing, um, but if there ever comes a time where either one of us either one of us for whatever reason cannot make a show, I mean we have enough episodes now we can just go into the vault and like put in like episode one again or episode two again you know what I mean? We have ten episodes we can't yeah. start. <laughs> playing from the
3: archives and t- you don't even syndicate a television show until it reaches 100
1: episodes uh that's not true firefly only has what 16 episodes and it was not syndicated <sighs> i clearly don't understand the meaning of the word syndicated. certainly don't um but then you know maybe we should do we should like record like a secret episode and keep that in the can for emergencies that's a good idea yeah
3: we were going to do that at christmas
1: Oh, that's right. <laughs> the ill-fated Christmas episode that never happened. Yeah. Maybe, no, maybe it'll have, it doesn't have to be a Christmas episode. It could be any holiday episode. It could be like the Memorial Day episode.
3: So let me ask you a couple questions, Lugo. So sure. So you are now out having just completed
1: your third round of chemo? Yes. How are you feeling? Pretty crappy. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. The, this this last round of chemo was pretty horrible. Um the, fir- the first round, I, I kind of, like, I breezed through it without any side effects whatsoever. And then the second round, I ended up getting an um, uh, anaphylactic shock reaction because I I got a very rare allergy to one of the chemicals. Mm. And so they had to switch me to a new uh, chemo treatment. And then this chemo treatment is worse. It's just twice the poison, twice the, the side effects. Um and uh, uh, so, so the second round was doable, but I still ended up feeling really shitty afterwards. This third round, it has really taken its toll on me. It's it's pretty it's pretty fucking horrible. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry to hear it. Yeah, me too. You're, I mean, your spirits seem to be reasonably I'm, high. I'm trying. I really am. Uh, I you know I think we talked about this the uh, when we went to go see uh, Star Trek. Uh, my resolve, my my outlook on this whole thing is starting to dwindle like I, things. I can't seem to find the funny in it anymore. And that's a bad sign for me. Once I stop find, finding, the humor, then my, that's a, that's a pretty fast track to, to depression. And I don't want to get depressed over this. I really don't. Uh, but my mood is certainly altered, uh, yeah. as a, as a result of this harsher round of chemo. I'm doing my best. you know, I'm trying, you know, I'm I'm trying I'm trying I'm trying to stay active. I'm trying to stay out of my head. I'm you know, I'm visiting people when I can, but it's it's getting hard. Well, it seems you know? though the treatment itself is you're in the home stretch of that. I'm I'm yeah, I'm I'm this is it. This is uh round number 4. This is it. This is the June. one.
3: June. June is round number 4. Yeah,
1: June is round number 4. Uh all my doctor uh, all ra- rather my small army of doctors um all seem to Agree that, that I'm going to knock it out in the fourth round. Um, all of my tests are coming back great. I, I'm responding to everything better than textbook. Um, the tumor has shrunk uh, vastly. Uh, and so my prognosis looks really good. They don't think I'm going to need a fifth round at all. Oh, good. Um, I'm, I'm going to have two years of follow-ups and scans just to make sure it doesn't come back. Sure. But the chances of my particular brand of cancer coming back is pretty mill, you know, uh, mill, nil, nil. Thank you. Um, but yeah, I am. I am in the home stretch, and and even even the knowledge of it being in the home stretch is just fills me with dread and anxiety and sadness. <laughs>
3: really, even being close to the end, even being is close it to- just because
1: everything is filling you with dread and anxiety surrounding this? No, it's just the the, the chemo is so horrible. And the side effects are so horrible that even the knowledge that this is the, this is the last time does nothing to curb my absolute dread you, of doing it again.
3: You can't seize on that this is the last one. You, all you know is like,
1: I, gotta do this I have this to again. do this again. Yeah. yeah, that's all I can see is I have to do this again. I have to willingly allow people to put a needle in me and put this crap in me yeah. so that i can feel horrible and i'm understating it by just calling it horrible i don't have the i, I am not eloquent enough to, to describe <laughs> the sheer sort of lovecraftian horrors that i have to go through in a week basically oh god yeah i don't yeah cancer i don't rec- i don't recommend it i know some of the c- kids are like doing it because it's like counterculture you know, and they're like, "I'm rebelling against everything i'm a, I'm going to get the can- don't do it kids Here's a public service tip for me to you don't just smoke weed, do acid don't don't do the cancer. Are there people out there
3: actively looking for cancer? Is that like some next level progression from just being a cutter? when I was a kid, we used to cut ourselves just so we could feel something, and then we'd uh, listen to Robert Smith and
1: right uh." Oh, for the love of science, I hope there's nobody out there actively seeking out cancer um, but yeah so i'm I'm definitely in the home stretch and and uh you know my balls are feeling good and or rather, the ball is feeling good okay and uh there there it is well, you know, Nelson, I think
3: I speak for myself and sure. I, I'm sure I also speak for both of our listeners. <laughs> When I say,
1: right. glad you're not dead, dude. Well, look, I was a no. there was never any danger of me dying from this. Oh, bullshit. You've been like
3: inches from death since your adolescence. <laughs> yeah, but never from cancer. Yeah, I know. But I feel like this didn't push you away from death. <laughs> Nobody gets cancer and they're like, oh, shit, thank God. Now my chances of dying are slimmer.
1: Uh, well, I mean... I, th- there was no way I was going to die from this cancer. Yeah. Like the, I mean, well, I mean, I may have died, but it wouldn't have been the cancer's fault. But, you know, I could get hit by a bus or something. Well, true. Yeah. Chances
3: are high, especially in New York, that you will get yeah. hit by a bus. <laughs> a lot
1: of buses People here. die by bus all <laughs> the time. Death by bus. One of the leading causes of death in New York City. I don't know that for a fact. I'm just pulling that number out of my head. Um, but yeah, so, you know, and and again, I just want to thank everybody who's been sending me messages and and been very uh, supportive over the internet's, particularly on the facebooks and the twitters and stuff, and all of that stuff helps. Thank you, it really does. It's 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 really nice to read all that and have my spirits lifted for just a moment. Thank you. But especially the naked pictures. Um, I have not gotten a single naked picture. Nobody's sent naked pictures to cancer patient Nelson Lugo. Nobody. I have gotten no nude pictures.
3: You disappoint me internet.
1: Um I did get a very lovely uh, uh massive cleavage shot okay. from a dear friend in DC. Um but that is it. That I have gotten no nude no, no nudes for cancer for me.
3: You disappoint me internet part 2.
1: <laughs> All right. So also you- uh no sympathy sex. None. Zero. I thought I, I thought I would be neck deep in, uh, in all the sympathy sex and um, nothing. You know, I think you have
3: to actually be kind of a participant to make that happen. You can't just oh, sit now there and wait for it to me. rain.
1: You have no, to kind of no. still have social
2: skills
3: no, no, the way, the way and charisma.
1: I do have social skills. I do have charisma. I got charisma in spades. All right. Let's I'm go a very to, charismatic, charming man. Let's go to the tape where we find out,
3: we go back and we find like a couple months ago where Nelson Lugo <laughs> talks about how he <laughs> doesn't know how to date because he can't pick up on social cues.
1: <laughs> no, well, no, I don't, I don't pick up on subtlety. It's, there, there's a difference, I guess. I should have been more specific. Is there a subtle difference? Moving right along. Hey, Schaefer, yeah. let me ask you a question. Yeah. How's that concept
3: album coming? Why do you have to ask me every episode? I would be w- spewing out information and updates if I had them to come. It's coming along. In fact, it's come a, lo- a long way since the last it has, time it you has, asked the, me. the,
1: I mean, that's why I'm asking you, because it has come a long way since the last time I asked you.
3: I got slowed down a little bit. I had a couple of uh, guest verses that I just turned in. I can't say what they are yet, because right. I think those artists are saving them. They're still
1: working on them, yeah. Uh,
3: it's coming uh, along. The record's coming.
1: All right. Well, don't sound so damn despondent. You actually have d- done a great deal of work on it since I know. The last I time have. you spoke
3: about it. I mean, I feel bad. A lot of people, you know, rightfully so, I guess, give me grief about it every well, time I Well, those people speak are
1: assholes because they don't understand what the artistic process takes.
3: Well, the artistic process would be a little bit better if it wasn't for the procrastination process that I thrive
1: on. No, well, here's the thing. You were, you were showing me all of your procrastination processes before we started recording. And all of your procrastination processes have to do with the damn album. True. Either creating like artwork or logos or concept photos or you know, scripts for skits. I mean, everything you that you are claiming to be procrastinating on is directly involved in the project. Right. So all of that stuff have, had to have happened anyway. Well, I mean, but that's not all of
3: it. I mean, last night I did spend a couple of hours uh, chasing down a pair of twin sisters that I haven't seen since I was six years old.
1: Well, okay. Well, there's that. I mean, barring barring the actual procrastinating stuff, you actually have amassed quite a body of work and time into this project, which may not be uh, on the music side so much, but everything else, <laughs> you know— <laughs> I think that's. <laughs> I think that's good. I think
4: that's no. Actually
3: that's great. like putting a lot of work into a really elaborately wrapped Christmas present, and inside the box is like a donut.
1: Well, no, 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 no. Obviously, you obviously you still have quite a ways to go on the music side of things, but all of that stuff does need to happen. Not really. I just need to. I just need one more song. All right. I know. Okay. I know. I voted with my what I want. I just
3: want everybody to know it's it's still coming. So settle down.
1: It's coming. You're right here.
3: I'm, I'm working hard on it. You know, album watch. Look, 2013. Let's hope it only ever stays album watch. 2013. <laughs> uh, you know, the holiday weekend coming up, so I'm going to. Or that just passed. Fuck.
1: Memorial Day weekend. Well, that's coming up for us.
3: I'm going to start committing more time.
1: All right. Anyway. Are you, are you going to work on it on Memorial Day weekend? Or are you going out?
3: Uh, you mean last weekend on Memorial Day we weekend?
1: We with The cat's already out of the bag.
3: I'm from the. Uh,
1: the future past. F- oh, I, you know, I hate time travel as a plot device. because It's so
3: confusing.
1: I know. Which is why I'm trying to stop you. Cause otherwise we're just going to talk in circles.
3: I mean, it just wouldn't make sense if a person went back in time shut and then they were just able to speak to a younger version of themselves. Shut, shut your, maybe shut your change face. all of the timeline of their story.
1: Oh, I see where you're going with this. How, what have <clears throat> you been doing
3: to entertain yourself since you got out of him? Chem- also, I want to point this out before I go any further. What's up? Um, this last round of chemo happened during your birthday.
1: Yeah, that sucked.
3: Yeah, you spent that, your birthday. That did,
1: that did not help my morale at all.
3: Nelson Although, Lugo's birthday was this month, the month yeah, of May. May 10th. And it, it was a milestone. He turned uh, 30.
1: <laughs> yes, 30.
3: Uh, <laughs> so now he can finally operate a anglider. I don't know. There's no, I don't think there's anything that goes with no, 30. Uh, I no, think,
1: I, think, I think like the, the social milestone is like 25, because then you can start doing all kinds of stupid shit at 25. I see. Um,
3: doesn't really matter. Doesn't matter. Because you did not turn 30. No, Look, I
1: haven't seen 30 for many moons.
3: Um, so, since you've been out, yeah. you've uh, surely had to find yourself some entertainment, enjoying life on the outside again. Right. <laughs> Maybe you've seen some movies.
1: Yeah. Uh, you and I saw Star Trek. This we, past weekend, we sure did, and I loved it.
3: And that's I that's so loved good to, it. Look, that's so good to hear. I like J.J. Abrams' yeah. Star Trek movies a lot, and I am historically, as you know, n- I've never really been a big Star Trek fan. No, not I don't, at all. I don't dislike Star Trek. I've just never been a big fan. Right, but clearly, it's been in my life. My entire life. So I know characters. I know sure. particular stories. I've seen a lot of the films. I've seen episodes of every one of the television series. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I can identify characters and stories and names of episodes. I, I know a lot about Star Trek.
1: Right. But Be- I'm not. You know, but, only, but only because it's, it's so pervasive in the pop culture lexicon. You know what I mean? Yeah, well. Like, like you can't avoid it. If you are if, if you like pop culture on any kind of level, you're going to encounter Trek at some point. Sure. Yeah. I, but I mean,
3: I think even the layman knows what a Tribble is. Yeah. But maybe a, a more invested uh, audience member would know what an Orion slave girl is. Yes. And I'm more in this in the second camp. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what the, the language is or the name of her race. These, the, these things don't interest me. I don't right. care. No. Right. I loved J.J. Abrams' first one. I loved the second one. Yeah. And so it's exciting to hear you, who clearly a passionately well-read, deep Star Trek fan. Oh,
1: deep. Deep Star Trek fan. To yeah. hear
3: you really enjoy Star Trek Into Darkness because the internet is full of uh, mostly entitled crybabies. <laughs> Impossible to please. They can't just say that they were disappointed in the movie or that they took issue with some of J.J. Right. Abrams' liberties that he took with canon. Right. Uh, they have to just condemn and spew and swear and use really hateful language. So it was really exciting to hear that you, as a lifelong fan, yeah not only didn't take issue with liberties... Oh, not at all. ...that a new f- storyteller took with the series, yeah. but that you actually loved it.
1: No, I loved it because it was different. I, I loved it for the very reasons that... For the very liberties he took. I mean, it, you know, uh, because I don't see it as canon. I see it as the alternate timeline. You know, like I under- yeah, and I feel like he did a pretty good job of making yeah. that clear in the last movie. <laughs> well, all in the last movie and in this movie he makes it perfectly clear that we're, this is an alternate timeline. There are two spots in this in this reality, you know. So I don't I I, I the what was created originally isn't tarnished by what J.J. Abrams is doing. In fact, it's it's elevated. I mean, what he's doing with the Trek He's making them actual movies instead of just long episodes. Yeah, they're they they are epic events. They're grand adventures. It's it's a nonstop, action-packed thrill ride. And I with these characters that I know and love, and know and love intimately. Like I know every damn nuance of them. But he still manages to bring something new to the table that I'm surprised. You know, uh, he did. I mean. I don't I oh I don't I I, I want to talk about this movie so hard but I don't want to spoil it for anybody. You know, uh, I feel like in a lot of cases
3: you can spoil movies when you talk about them, but summer movies it's a little bit different because yeah. you got to give people a little bit longer to see them cuz it's going to yeah. stay in the theater a little bit longer and
1: well at some I mean I, I guess maybe when we do our year end wrap up we can we can talk about it in depth a little bit. Um Oh, we're not making it that far. <laughs> there will be no year end to wrap up this year. This podcast is doomed. That's not that's not true. All right. Um but I I loved it. Um, and I want more. I want I want this to be an ongoing franchise. I want them to revisit um, all of the classic Trek stories that I know and love. I,
3: You know, again, I. it seems like they're going to. Good. <laughs> well, because it seems like so far they've very much, they're not just reinterpreting a lot of these characters and these stories, but they, I mean, some of these stories are very much just lifted from. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean. It, they I, just give dialogue to different characters. Oh, shut up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's, not, it's not as simple as that. Well, I guess it is as simple as that, but it's also as complicated as that.
3: Well, this is what I would like to say about it. The one thing that, I, that I'd really like to say about Star Trek is I'm just so glad that J.J. Abrams found Chris Pine so there's finally somebody worthy of playing Captain James T. Kirk. I,
1: I would like to
3: somebody, somebody you. Somebody who listens to this just punched his dog.
1: <laughs> That's how angry <laughs> something like that makes him. You kind of made me a little angry saying yeah. that, actually. Yeah, a little bit. You want to punch like, me, huh? Well, you want to al- punch me, tough guy. I always want to punch you. Yeah, I know,
3: but you want to punch me for real? Look, you're soft right now. Uh, I can, oh. I can punch
1: through you, dude. I will, I will punch you so hard. I will punch cancer through your. Face. JJ Abrams, Star Trek Into Darkness. See it. Uh, yeah, go see it. It's. A, I. I this, if if we ever did a rating systems, this would get a full pie. <sighs> You know, that's the first time in, like, six episodes that
3: Pi has even been mentioned on this unfortunately named podcast. That's not true. I
1: say at the beginning of every show, I say the word pie. All right. Moving on. What else you want to talk about? Uh, let's see. Ooh, big news for gamers today. Yeah. The, I mean. Oh, jeez. Last week. I mean. Stop. Just, just stop, please. Just. Uh, the new Xbox uh, got revealed today. I watched it. Recently. The new Xbox got revealed recently. Recently. Look, we got we no, have to
3: create the illusion that this episode is recorded. I don't think we're fooling anybody anymore. Okay.
1: Um it's called Xbox 1. Uh, because and... apparently Xbox Infinite was already taken. <laughs> All right, I'll give you that one. Uh, um, I'm really excited. Um they are they're staying loyal to the gamer base, but they're expanding the box's capabilities to do it's now a multimedia center. You never, there isn't anything that you can do on your computer or TV that you now can't do with the new Xbox. You know what else they're expanding? What's that? It's dimensions. So? The thing is, it's the size of like a hatchback. Oh, shut up. It's huge. No, it's, it's not. It's like a VCR. Yeah. It's, it's, it's about No, it's not that big. It's big. It's bulky. It, no, it's, it, you know what it is? It's just, it's more, it's, it's a box. It's a rectangle now. It's a perfect rectangle now rather than some kind of like sleek, curved, swooped device. I don't say, care. Say that with a little bit of a... Sleek something. I, I don't remember what I said.
3: You did know, um, uh, did you pick up on this story today that went, once the press conference was over and once yeah. it had been finally announced, yeah. um, that Sony's stock went up? <laughs> are you aware of that no not 10 percent. oh that's cool yeah so yeah. i think that that really speaks to the confidence of the audience for this product
1: uh, and I'm i don't not, this, look i I'm don't necessarily think it's it's I think a beautiful the, machine it 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 looks absolutely amazing the games look better than ever um wow. i'm excited i'm excited to for um e3 because that's that's when they're going to announce the the exclusive titles and and have some gameplay footage for more games and stuff, but like you can do, I'm I'm just really I'm I'm very very excited. But then again, at the same time, I'm also very excited to hear what's going to be coming out of Sony pretty soon. Sure, you know because this might be the year I buy an actual Sony product.
3: No, don't you?
1: What you don't want to buy
3: the first iteration of a new of a next generation console because it's going to be you're going to get 40 gigs of memory on it. You want to wait
1: <laughs> until no I'm not. after the holidays no and I wait think, for them think, to put
3: out the slim version and no, then... no I
1: think I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna get the Xbox I'm gonna be a first adopter for the Xbox this this generation really yeah wow well because I, i've I've already drank the the Xbox kool-aid and so I've kind of hitched my horse to that console and so
3: look I don't and I also don't think that people are uh, disappointed in the product that has been revealed to them I just don't think Microsoft did a very good job presenting it and I think that well, that's why
1: I think the problem is that they didn't they didn't show any. They showed three games, um, one of which was a real obscure teaser trailer that didn't really show much of anything. Um, but they showed the new, I think it's the new Forza game, and that looks beautiful. They showed uh, the new Call of Duty game, which looks outstanding. Uh, and then this other game, uh, uh, something Break Extreme Break, but it was it was such an obscure trailer. Is like I I have no idea what the hell that thing is. Hmm. Um, but they did promise fifteen exclusive titles over the course of the year. That's not counting all of the uh, multi-console games. Ooh, I hope there's another Left for Dead. <laughs> there'll be something from Valve. You can guarantee there'll be something from Valve. Uh, but I mean, the thing is, you know, it's built on multiplayer. That's 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 the core. That's the uh, Xbox grand uh, button. Yeah, well, that's.
3: I mean, i so tired of game developers catering to multiplayer.
1: Well, they're they're the ones who are buying that. They're the ones that they're the reason why like Call of Duty sold like eighty bajillion copies. Well,
3: and I guess really what I'm saying is I'm so tired of them not catering to local co-op.
1: There's well, no, there there is well, there's not a lot of them, but there are local I know. co-op
3: games. I have a friend <laughs> who's an asshole who like me, and he also right. plays video games. And then when he comes over to my apartment, we can't play video games together. Why not? Because there are no local co-op games anymore. Wait, There's no like. Who's his,
1: wait, who's this friend? Oh, what are you jealous? Who's this? Yeah. Who's oh, his you're his so friend? jealous. It's you, you jackass. Uh... And you suck at fighting games, so it's like, oh can't... fuck you! I do not suck at fighting games. You suck at fighting games. You just you suck less than me. That's that's the only minute difference. Well,
3: I'll take that. I'll take that as a badge <laughs> of accomplishment. I suck less than you at fighting games.
1: Yeah. Uh what else? Um, oh, also big news on the for gamers. Oh, what?
3: Well, the trailer for <gasps> Batman Arkham Origins.
1: Batman Arkham Origins. Batman Arkham
3: City. Batman Arkham Asylum. Uh, my two favorite games of the last
1: uh,
3: five hundred years. I, I can't wait for a Batman Arkham Origins. That
1: that trailer is is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It's coming out soon. It's coming out in October. Um, it didn't tell me anything about the game though. Like it was like I, other than. Like what's his name? Uh, Um, dead. uh, Deathstroke. Deathstroke, isn't it? And Deadpool and Black Mask. What do you mean Deadpool? Not Deadpool. Deadshot. Sorry, yeah. Deadshot, Deathstroke, and Black Black Mask. Mask. And at least those are. So those are at the very least the three baddies you're gonna have to be going up against. Oh, you
3: didn't see the image they released of Joker from the game? No. Yeah. You know, know, Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill aren't going to be around for this one.
1: Yeah, they, they, they had already announced they were And you know
3: that the, the game has changed studios. It's not a Rocksteady game this time.
1: Yeah, I know.
3: Um,
1: I know. But, I mean, doesn't but it doesn't matter. But it's all the assets. And, Don't, care. And, and Don't care. and I'm going to buy it. And Don't I'm going to care. play it.
3: Do not care. Yeah,
1: I could care less. I've heard people whining about that already.
3: Yeah, I'm not going to play this game because it's a different studio.
1: Oh, I hate those people. I just
3: hate the fucking internet. <laughs> Every last goddamn one of you hateful
1: entitled shits.
3: <laughs> By the uh, way, thanks for buying my MP3s and making me rich. True.
1: Um, I I can't. I I, I the, there's a new Batman game. I've I've already preordered it. I don't really give a shit. I don't care if it's. If When's it's, it come? October? October 25th. Huh? October 25th is when it hits, and I uh, I love it. I want more of it. I want. I want it. I want the whole thing in my life. That's what I want. Um, that's it. Other than that, I've just been reading a lot of comic books lately.
3: Yeah, I just um, at the suggestion of my good friend Canadian rapper Word Burglar, Word Burglar. He suggested that I check out IDW's Smash!
1: new Snickety Snick.
3: Don't ever do that again. Okay. He suggested that I check out IEDW's uh, new G.I. Joe Cobra Files. Uh, yeah, that's right. Also, that's like, right. is a lifelong comic fan, G.I. Joe fan. Sure. Uh, and I haven't read any of these new G.I. Joe comics. So no. I got G.I. Joe Cobra Files number one, read it, and it was amazing. Oh. So I told him thanks for the recommendation. He said you should really go back and read the, the previous titles. There was, a, there was a series called G.I. Joe Cobra. It's now been uh, collected in four trade paperbacks. You should read them. I said, okay, Word Burglar, you've done me right so far. Let's take a look. I'm curious. Those books are so freaking good. Oh, it just hurts that I'm done with them. They're so good. Look, I know I'm coming to the party late. So if you're already reading G.I. Joe comics, either one of our listeners, then you probably already know that G.I. Joe Cobra from IDW is an incredible series. But if you haven't uh, ever read them, uh, go pick them up. They're amazing. Just Amazing.
1: Uh, I I am reading a new title uh, called East East and West. It's a sci-fi western, which uh, already fucking gave me a comic book boner. Um, but on top of that, it's got this whole like um, really kind of bloody take on the whole horse uh, four horsemen of the apocalypse, and it's and it's only two issues in right now. Um, and they're keeping, they're keeping it very obscure, but very like the, uh, rich in detail of the actual characters themselves. But the story arc is, is very obscure. And I am riveted, absolutely riveted. Hmm. So uh, there, are, there are only two issues in, so you can jump on board and catch up really quickly. So that's my recommendation for this month.
3: Now, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm not starting off with new series anymore. I'm going to wait until they have enough of them out that I can binge on them.
1: Oh, then you should, uh, you should pick up Saga.
3: Oh yeah, saga. Well, we'll see. I'm still working through uh, Lock and Key. When I get caught up on that,
1: how you how are you enjoying Lock and Key? It's so good. You know, I know, it's,
3: right? <laughs> it's so good.
1: It took you a long time because I, I I've been talking about Lock and Key. Yeah, the past. I
3: got Lock and Key. I got the first trade back around the hurricane last Halloween. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I only read the first you know chapter of it, and I kind of put it down and started doing other things. And I right. I was reading something else, and I just kind of forgot that I had it. Uh-huh. And, and once I um, finished up this, these Cobra trades, I said, oh, yes, I didn't read Lock and Key. So I've gone back, and now I'm just – I'm totally sucked in. It's so good. It. It's, it's so, so good. It's so freaking good. <laughs> I hate how good it is because it makes me
1: mad how right you were. Oh, <laughs> Well, you're welcome, asshole. You're welcome. Also, uh, there's this television show uh, made uh, by the BBC that you should probably check out.
3: Got it. Noted.
1: Okay. Okay.
3: So that's all we've done. <laughs> I've pretended to work on my record. Right. We both read some comic books and saw some movies, and you sure. have cancer and can't get laid. Still. So well, there, we, that's, yeah. that's, that's, there we go. Now we're caught up. We're caught up. Awesome. Well. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, God. I hate you so much.
3: <laughs> maybe we should turn this tête-à-tête into a party. Word. Two is fun, but three... Never mind. You start talking like that, it it sounds like a sex thing. I know. That's why I stopped. So, ladies and gentlemen, I think it's time we bring out our guest. I think it's time we did that, too. Well, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be back in a moment.
4: Mr. Trouble never hangs around. When he hears this mighty sound, Here I come to save the day. That means that Mighty Mouse is on the way. Yes, sir, when there is a wrong to right, Mighty Mouse will join the fight on the sea or on the land. Gets the situation well in hand So though we are in danger, we never despair Cause we know that where there's danger, he is there He is there, on the land, on the sea, in in the the air. air We're not worrying at all We're just listening for his call I come to save the day, that means that Mighty Mouse is on the way. We're not worrying at all, we're just listening for his call. Come to save the day That means that Mighty Mouse Is on the way
3: Ladies and gentlemen Our guest on the program this month Is a comic book letterer Who currently works on over a dozen books For Marvel Comics He is also a New York City burlesque performer Please welcome to the program Corey Pettit, a.k.a. Hardcorey.
5: Hello, Schaefer. Hello, Lugo. How are you guys doing? We're
3: doing very well. Thank All you right. so much for coming to Studio Six C. It
5: was it's my pleasure. I never get out this far <laughs> into Queens.
3: That's you know, and I've I've said to other guests too that, and everybody who lives in Brooklyn, they always like they always make note of it. I, I never get out this far.
5: I, I I haven't been to Queens in in uh, three years since.
3: Was it a, a New Year's Eve party at the same place? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I
5: believe it would be. I have
3: photographic proof that you were here before. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Has it been three years? It was. Yeah. It was 2009 into 2010. Good grief. I mean, I did one the following year too, but not as many people came the second year.
5: Wait, a minute, no, you. I came to all of the your ones that I was invited to that were here. Then I only had. You, I
3: did two two years in a row.
5: Then I came to both of those. Yay! Yay!
3: I do have friends. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I cheered for you. That so, was weird. Corey, <laughs> you are a comic book letterer.
5: That is correct.
3: I would assume. That the art form, because of uh, the technology in making comic books, has changed. That I would assume that being a letterer of a comic
1: book is quite different than it was, say, even twenty years ago.
5: Oh yeah, that'd be that'd be very true. When you, no, you when you
1: started out, were you doing like hand drawn stuff, or did you always work in the the electronic medium?
5: I always worked in the electronic medium. By that point, I think a lot of uh, letters were already digital. By that point, okay. When, when,
1: what when, what
3: point was that? Like, yeah. when did you start doing this?
5: I started. In 2002. Wow, as, wow. As a letterer for Marvel Comics, I was in-house at the time for about six months, and then they laid off the entire department. They <laughs> <I> said, <laughs> an in-house lettering department is a bad idea. Why? Uh, because they decided that they they were always running late. They were like, hey, we have this project. We need it lettered by tomorrow morning. The slight problem was it was 5 o'clock, and we were all going home. Oh, and it was like, eh, I'm going home. You don't pay me enough to stay here overnight. <laughs> so, right. So they, that's
3: how they got around paying uh, overtime to employees.
5: Right. So I basically that, – that, uh, that would happen all the time. And then they would get annoyed at us for staying our correct hours of a, you know office job.
3: Oh, man. So what, they just shipped you all back to your homes.
5: So they, they laid off the department, and my still boss, uh, Chris Eliopoulos – uh, he they gave they gave him all the books we were doing in-house, and then he hired two of us from the, the department that was laid off, and we became uh, Virtual Calligraphy. So if you see me in a comic book, it usually has a VC before my oh, name. Oh, that's
3: what that stands for. Yeah, Virtual Calligraphy. Because uh, I've, I've seen that, because yes. I've now, you know, since I started reading some Marvel books, I... Even when I browse them in the store now, I'll pick them up first, and I'll look to see if you've lettered that book. And I've seen that VC before, and I've never known what that meant. I I assumed it was some sort of, uh, you know, obviously some sort of industry jargon. Yeah. Uh, That's interesting. I didn't know that that was.
1: I I thought that was like your surname. Right. Like Senior or Mr.
5: Right, VC. Uh, VC. Viet Cong. (laughs) I, I have nothing for that, okay. <laughs> except that maybe it was, no idea.
3: If you can, just like walk us through the process of of timeline and just the steps that it takes from when you are given a project to what, what you have to do to complete that project.
5: Okay, so usually what I'll get is uh, I'll get artwork. I'll get digital scanned in artwork. I'll get a script, and then I have to go through the whole script. And it, a script in comic book format looks a lot like a movie script, if anyone's seen that before. Or and has not seen a comic book script, and then I have to get rid of all the information that you don't need that the the normal person never sees like panel one and art description. I get all that and I have to get I just I put it into Illustrator right and get rid of all that stuff and just have the dialogue parts. Okay, and then I shape them and put a balloon around it in in (laughs) each file. Well, do
3: do you actually now when you get artwork? Are balloons already
5: created? No, no. Cre-
1: you you're creating them.
3: Obviously. I create the
5: balloons and tails and the sound effects, which are also other fonts. Oh
1: okay. wait, so you create automatapeas? Yes. You so there isn't like there isn't like a library of automatapeas that you can just cut and paste. So you're you're creating like,
5: bam? Yeah. No, I mean sometimes I save some that I've made because I like it and you know? like, maybe I'll use that one again uh-huh. or I want to reference. Wait,
1: so the artist isn't doing them? Almost never. Really?
5: There's only a very few artists that like seem to like drawing in their own ones.
1: Because I've seen some
5: really... That's, that's like,
1: really surprising.
5: Yeah. I actually
3: would have never... Suspe- I would have always assumed that the text and the bubbles and the blocks were done by a letter. I always assumed that all of the the ram and the pow, I assumed that I, that always was from the illustrator.
1: Because I've seen some really incredibly done automata pieces that look like behind an explosion that looks like an explosion in and of itself and... So, I mean, so it's the letter's job to create those?
5: Yeah, and I mean, I'll, I'll do that, like, put it behind things at times. Wow. So, I mean, but I don't know which ones you, you know, I could, you could, yeah, if yeah. you showed it to me, I could probably tell you I actually have if a col- it was the letter I, that did it or the artist.
1: I have a collection of automatopias that I, like, I, I, I save automatopias from comic books. I, I scan them, um, the ones that I really, really like. Oh, nice. I, don't, I don't I'm weird that way. I just like, I like the visual art form of an automatopia. Um,
5: and you got a tattoo. And memory. I have an Autonomia tattoo. right? I know I was hurt yes, a little that's bit. Right. They, were, I was at the venue. Oh, that's that right. You, you were there it when it I at. that was happening.
3: You, you have a friend who's a comic book letterer
5: and yes. who could have
3: designed
1: your art. No, no, I,
5: I, I could have literally come downstairs to the venue you were at, getting a <laughs> tattoo in the basement. Marked me up. Marked you up. But no, I was just upstairs drinking. Yeah, yeah. So,
3: uh, wow, I did not know that. Okay, so you were delivered. I guess are they already illustrator files?
5: Uh, no, I mean. I, cre- I have Illustrator files, templates, like with stuff on it that I need for when I'm do- doing the lettering process. So then I create, you know, 20, 22, you know, however many pages in the book. I create that many files, put the artwork in- into the file on a layer, and then I just do all the lettering over the top of that. Then I can trash the art layer and send in the files.
3: So, oh they they're just receiving these raw text files, which are then laid on top of it.
5: Well, also, I, I mean, mean, I guess
3: they're not text files, but they're they're illustrator files. Obviously. yeah,
5: I mean,, uh, that's how most of the time that's exactly how I would do it if i was I would actually leave the art file in sometimes and then send that fi- file to the the editors. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, i also I usually put it in an inDesign file with on different you know art and that on different layers because I also send the books to the printer. Oh, wow! So, oh
1: wait, so are you the last step in the process,
5: essentially? I, I also am the last step of the process uh, with, with Marvel Comics. So if I do oh, I other see. people's comics, I am not.
3: Right, okay. Now, if you are the last step and you are sometimes sending things to the printer, does it ever happen? Do you ever have to fight about, I guess, composition decisions that you make? Like, if you place a bubble in a certain place, in the tail in a certain place, do you ever, like, does it ever then go to an editor or... I guess I don't know what the the hierarchy of command is. Does somebody say like, no, 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 this is misshaped. You're you're blocking out too much of this image here.
5: Oh yeah, that's the editor's decision. If I've done something like that, and they go, they don't like it. They'll also usually the, a lot of times the writers get a, a last look mm-hmm. at a book, so they'll get a choice of like, I don't like where that's placed, and I'll just go back and change it. Which I mean is fair because I yeah. feel like
3: there are lots of times when. Uh, if there's a high action going on and there's a lot of panels on a page and there are multiple characters talking, sometimes I can get confused.
0: Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey.
2: Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
3: Right. Because <laughs> yeah, I don't know who the hell's talking anymore. <laughs> unless there are different fonts selected for different characters' voices, which I really appreciate.
5: Uh, oh, You would have enjoyed uh, When I was doing X Factor when it, In the first 40 issues of this book That's now in, in, to its hundreds uh, <laughs> Me and the editor uh, Andy Schmidt Who uh, what, at one time was working on, at IDW mm-hmm. uh, He He made me um, If anyone doesn't know the character Ma- Madrox The multiple men Whenever he's hit or punches something He splits off a duplicate and he, the editor would make me have every single duplicate have a different <laughs> font. And he constantly would just, in these books, have the character hit something, and then they would have a conversation, and then they would have a third one come in and have a conversation. And then sometimes, then they'd all go back, and then sometimes four issues later, he goes, Oh, it's the same duplicate, and he's having a conversation with that one. So use that same font you did in issue three. Holy you're like, much. Oh, that, uh, what? And usually, I actually paid more attention to it too than the editor. I'm like, well, isn't that the same one? He goes, "Oh, dude, how did you pick that up? Wow.
3: <laughs> like, well, at, at this point, you're getting really intimately familiar
5: with the various nuances of this character's personality. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, so it's or like, this
1: particular clone
5: or yeah, because well, yeah. yeah. so, he would argue with them and they, the clones had their own personality. Oh dear. So,
3: so you were delivered. You're delivered a book um, with the script and art files. How much time between when it's delivered to you and your deadline
5: is there um well when <laughs> <laughs> there there's a great point it should usually be like I would like to be handing in like a first i'll usually get it and then i want i would like a day or two to work on it mm-hmm. that's
3: uh, for a single issue
5: for a single yeah like and like that's just the first draft usually there's also like i hand it in a copy of the book and then uh I would get. Corrections back, and then you go through a couple rounds of corrections, and that's pretty normal. And what happens is, but sometimes when things are late, you have to, it's within 24 hours, which is usually, 24 hours is the mo- the least I'd really like to do it in. Mm-hmm. Although, as I was mentioning previously, I did three issues Three different comics today before I came out to the podcast. All right, so
3: oh, man <laughs> you normally would like twenty four hours to do it, right? Uh, and today you did three books, and you showed up here at like seven p.m. Yeah, you did three books before seven p.m. Yeah, did you sleep last night and wake up this morning and start all three books?
5: I I started the breakdown, the getting them ready to letter process last night, mm-hmm. and I I did that till about three o'clock in the morning. Got up at seven, and then. And then worked on those three. I also got two other <laughs> books ready to letter that I have to do later tonight.
3: Oh.
1: oh. Good gravy. This is also, if you are
3: uh, friends with Hardcorey or Corey Pettit on yeah. the internet, uh, you'll know that he speaks almost constantly about coffee, about his passionate love of coffee. <laughs> yeah. Something I really connect with <laughs> because I'm also a big coffee fan. We, but yeah. especially knowing that you are working from home. Not just that you're working from home, but also that you have like such a, a high amount of product to turn over, and now to know that these deadlines seem to be kind of flexible based yeah. on like the, the workload, I get it now. Yeah,
5: uh, yeah uh, that uh, I regularly talk because I'm usually you know I got an IV of coffee direct, and I right.
3: I've seen you post statuses on Facebook that are seriously just the word coffee, right?
5: So- <laughs> no
3: punctuation, just
5: coffee, right? And I'm usually that it's, I'm so busy that um. I I don't always I don't always make my own coffee mostly because I have a basement apartment and the only time I get out and see people some days are when I leave to go to the coffee shop, but sometimes I'm so busy right. that I haven't had a moment yet to go get coffee and I'm annoyed by that. Oh yeah. dear! Oh I I I, I would
3: so I would murder my parents if they were <laughs> if they were being too irritating before I've had coffee. So I I get that.
1: I'm not a I'm not a coffee drinker, so I don't understand the the I, I you know like I can't function without my morning cup kind of mentality. But. Oh God,
5: it's delicious.
1: I'm sure it is. No, I mean I, 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 I mean from time to time I do have an iced coffee because it tastes good, but uh. amateur
4: <laughs> ice.
1: <laughs> I will drink if it's a the
3: if we are in the in the grips of a New York City summer heat wave coffee i will still drink it hot because that's how it's supposed to be consumed
5: i i was actually asked today at the coffee shop there was a new girl and they know me so i walk in and they just put the cup you you make your own (laughs) cup but they they have to give you the cup Uh and i always bring exact change so i they always just put the cup down and she goes and she questioned me today she goes oh do you need iced coffee i go no (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, "That's that's not gonna." That was happen. so
3: nice of you to not just start start tossing
5: throwing stars around. Yeah, know, like well, a violent rage. I'm often I pull out katana were the, swords. Were,
1: were the books that you did this morning were they were they were they complicated or were they, were they easy? They were straightforward. I mean, what was what was different about? Why could you squeeze in three? Or is that like,
5: I I, I, I had a, the deadline so oh. with the with the Memorial Day holiday. I mean. Um, Shut that, up! Yeah, we're not doing that. Anymore. We're not. We're not. You don't care. You're not trying to hide. <laughs> we're
3: trying. We're not even going to pretend that this wasn't pre recorded. Okay.
5: Yeah. So, uh, so with the holiday coming up, we actually have to get books out earlier. Oh. And I'm going on vacation in a week and a half, and so also that I want to start getting. I have to get stuff done for while I'm on vac. All my books for when I'm on vacation done. Oh dear. Ooh. Gosh. Right.
3: So it's like it's a it's a doubled up
5: deadline. Yeah. yeah so. <laughs> I'm trying to get as much done as possible. Good gravy. Yeah. And then plus, you know, I actually have uh, some gigs. Oh, that that's, right. To, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, that's right. Oh, that's right. How long's your vacation? I'm going to uh, Vegas for a week. Oh, that's
3: oh, right. I, oh. Why on earth are you going to Vegas for a week in June? I, Corey?
5: I might be going to the Burlesque Hall of Fame weekend. Burlesque
3: <laughs> Hall of Fame weekend, once known as Miss Exotic World, is an annual burlesque convention in Las Vegas. Yep. That attracts burlesquers from all over the world.
1: Yeah, it co- the, there's several shows. Um, four
5: oh, nights. A oh, four nights. Four nights of shows.
1: One of them. One of them is is a a, a contest of
5: sorts. A it, a yeah, the burlesque. Uh, the, it's the Miss. that's the Miss Exotic World pageant. Night. Right. Now they
3: still kept the Miss Exotic World for the for the sake of the pageant. Right. Uh, but the whole event is now right. burlesque Hall of Fame weekend.
1: All right, and some. I guess some of the categories you can compete in are what, like best performer. Uh, best new face or something like that, or yeah, something. Uh, there's a, yeah, yeah, there's something the up, the there's a whole category. list of. There's things. a
5: first time, the 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 first timer type award. Right, right, right. Uh, I'll then...
1: i put I'll put the links up on the show notes and yeah. Uh, there's a can... duet
5: category. There's a troop category. Oh, wow. there's a Be- boy less. Are you, category. are you are
1: you, are you performing? Or are you just going?
5: I'm just going. I, oh, okay. I, I'm not in it this year, or oh. any other year. But what, so yeah. <laughs> 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 but I've been going. This is uh, my. Sixth year I've been I've gone. Oh wow! Oh wow! So
3: I went once. I went in 2011. Yep. Uh, and I've never been.
5: I feel yeah. like we got into some drunken good time.
3: I think we did. I think we had. A, I think we had a fine time in Vegas. I don't. I do, do I, you remember
5: I, it? I fucking hate Vegas. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I also hate Vegas, but that's my. I, I. That's my one vacation. I make sure to take every year. Yeah. It, well, and I, and it's great because it's going to Vegas with about 200 of your best friends. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. what I was gonna
3: say. All my experiences in Vegas are. uh Nightmarish at best. But <laughs> oh, fuck. burlesque Hall of Fame weekend, I was nervous about it because, look, I don't do well in Vegas because it's nothing but 24 hours of just constant vice in your face. It's just yeah. alcohol and right. gambling and right. drugs and strippers and prostitution around the clock. And I have poor impulse control and my vices are all vices. So, New
5: York, <laughs> leaving Las Vegas,
3: I am just a crumpled shell.
5: Yeah, yeah, coming okay. home from my vacation <laughs> is usually sort of a vacation at that point. Well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. because like I'm just so, drunk. I've just been drunk for five days.
3: Good. So that's, that's what I'm, I'm curious about. Your, your workload has doubled up because on one hand, you've got holiday weekend coming up. So they're right. trying to get books out, books finished before then. On the other hand, you're going on a vacation. So you got books that you have to like... You want to get as much advance. work done as you can while you're gone for that four days,
5: right? Because as a freelancer, I don't get paid. Um, uh, if I, it, there you go. So if I you don't get paid get, by the project, I get paid by the project. So. so when
3: you get back, though, you need recovery when you come back from a regular Vegas trip, but especially Burlesque Hall of Fame weekend because you know, like you said, you're there with all of your drunk naked friends, which right. Makes it fun.
5: So I extended it actually two days this year. So I'm just going to actually have two days where I actually I will sit at the pool and do nothing uh, when there aren't events uh, when there's not events okay. so I usually yeah, do go. come directly back like pretty much the day after which
1: wowzers which yeah that's is rough
5: yeah it's rough and uh, although one year uh, I drunkenly played a, uh, in a poker tournament and won 300 bucks So I heard. Like, I heard I heard <laughs> about
1: that not bad I mean <laughs> I'm thinking about going next year I, yeah? I, yeah it's I, a really I, good time I haven't
5: been but it's a, I, it's a really good time
1: well as a producer I feel like I should at least go once you should you yeah, know
5: Lugo don't go <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, no, you should go. So it actually is a really good time. Um, so,
3: right. so then, so then, yeah, you have a recovery plan in place. So then, but basically, if you even give yourself those two extra days, as soon as you hit the ground in New York, you're working that day again.
5: I am. I am. I'm, I'm actually got a red eye flight, and I get back at five o'clock in the morning on Wednesday morning, and I'll walk back into my apartment and start working on like six s- books. On good God, man! Seven in the morning. I probably won't have that bad of a work day because I'll. I, I've actually lettered two of the books for that week already. Oh. And I have two others, and if they don't come in before that, one of the other guys in the virtual calligraphy group will have lettered it already. Okay. And it'll be fine. It'll actually probably be are a there, very timid week for me. So. Are, there,
1: are, are, are there books that, y- that are yours and yours only, or are they distributed – amongst the VC team.
5: Oh no, uh so I actually letter specific titles. Oh, okay. Regularly what all, what all are the, the
1: what are the titles
3: that you letter?
5: So I letter Avengers. Well, uh, Avengers
3: the prime
5: main Avengers title, okay. I, there's also New Avengers which I don't right. do. Uh I also letter Age of Ultron. Okay. Which is a big mini series event thing mm-hmm. going sure. on right now. Sure, sure. I letter most of the Wolverine titles.
1: Okay. Wait, how many Wolverine titles are there?
5: I let her three. There's more than three? There's a fourth. There's <laughs> oh, an, okay. I don't let her Wolverine and the X Men class or something like okay.
3: that. Okay. Oh I didn't even know about that one. I knew of the other three. I didn't
5: know. Yeah, I let her Wolverine, Savage Wolverine, and then Wolverine Max. Okay. So uh, I also let her X Factor. Okay. Uncanny X Force. All new X-Men. And I want to say another X Men title that I'm blanking on right now. But.
1: Okay, a lot of but and that's the work that you do for Marvel.
5: That's the work I do for Marvel. I don't are, you really... do- are you doing any other work uh, outside of Marvel? Not currently.
3: Okay. You know when it, uh, when Avengers versus X Men was going on, the big crossover event from a right. few months ago, I you know I gobbled all of that up, um, and in the prime titles, I mean, I, your your name showed up in some of the. Uh,
5: I I was in the side titles. In some of the
3: side titles where it would just be – there was basically 20 pages of fight pornography. Yeah. It was <laughs> like you would still – it would be really expanding on a fight that happened in the main title. Right. But then you didn't get all the details of it before, and now it's just like 20 pages of oof.
5: And I had no clue what was going on. Really? Because I never do the main big giant crossovers. I never do those books. and uh, But I'm always – because I do Avengers, mm-hmm. and I do like right. a bunch of the – Bigger X Men titles; these books will always be part of that, but yeah. I won't have any clue what they're tying into. <laughs> okay. I
3: remember I would go, I would go to the the comic book store near my day job, and I would uh, get the new issues for it, um, and I'd always pick them up. And almost all the time, I would see, uh, well, and then obviously in the in, in the main title, the actual you know AVX, yeah, uh, it was always your boss's name, who you just said
5: Chris Eliopoulos. Yes,
3: I would always see that, and I'm like, Psh, I don't know who that is. <laughs> uh, but every time I, but every time there would be like one of the he, one he, of the side titles, and I would pick it up and I would open it up. I felt like I wanted to do a fist bump. Like <laughs> I got excited when I saw your name in it every Aww. time. I would be like, "Yes, I got one of Corey's."
5: <laughs> oh, thank you. So, but Chris Eliopoulos uh, back in he was uh, well known for lettering Savage Dragon when it was originally came out.
1: Okay. Oh,
5: so, so which has randomly for years when I started lettering comics, people would always ask me. Hey, do you know and it always be my boss. Like, do you know Chris Eliopoulos? And I'm like, I do. He's my boss. Re- at random that you could say his name. Because society <laughs> right? Many right. People, so many people can't. Is he is
3: he sort of royalty in the world of lettering?
5: Uh, I don't I don't know about. Ro- I mean, there's not that many people, so he's well known. He also he is he's also a proficient uh writer and artist. He, oh. He uh he's done uh, Pet Avengers. He did. Uh, what did
1: you? I'm Art? sorry. Wait,
5: do do, do you already he, I'm sorry. He did Pet Avengers. He he wrote Pet Avengers. What, what's a
3: Pet, a what's Avengers? Pet
5: Avengers? Well, it's uh the Frog Thor. It's all the pe- animal friends of like that happened. Yeah,
3: I've never heard of that.
5: Yeah, look it up. It's Pet Avengers. <laughs> it's a great. It,
1: <laughs> he did. He wrote the scripts for that.
3: He wrote,
5: he wrote that one, and they were there was multiple tit- There was multiple miniseries of that. What the what? Yeah. All right. Then there was, um, oh, now I'm blanking on uh, the name. Uh, the the son of Reed Richards. Uh, oh God, Franklin Richards' uh, adventures. Uh, boy genius, Fra- <laughs> Franklin Richards' boy genius, written and drawn by Chris Eliopoulos. Oh wow! So it was really good. it was him and the little robot, and they would have adventures. <laughs> I- Aww. <laughs> <laughs> That's adorable. Yeah.
3: So and now he's He so he all of his all of his other projects have just been adorable.
5: Yeah, and now he's uh doing books. He's uh writing uh books. Uh he's drawing children's books right now too as well. Oh, is he now? Yeah.
1: Interesting.
5: So in his first
1: It's a skill set that he's clearly
5: developed. Yes. Awesome. Wow-sies. With Brad Meltzer. Brad Meltzer's writing them. Oh, wow. And he's drawing them. Yeah, it's good. so. And they should be coming out sometime next year.
1: Do you know All right. Well, um do you know you you wouldn't know what the titles are. They are-
5: uh I know the first one is based off Amelia Earhart.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah. So when you are working on an issue,
3: when you turn it in, is that the next issue that comes out, or are you working like two issues before release date?
5: I am pretty much one, or maybe really? two. Maybe two tops two tops two. I mean, what I her today will probably I think is on the shelf in June. Oh wow, wow. maybe maybe early July.
3: So your spoiler's not going to be that deep.
5: No, I can't. I mean, you no, know, I don't know. Yeah, usually I don't know the only stuff for like. Age of Ultron, which is coming out like has been coming out like three times a month. Yeah, am I very far ahead? Oh yeah, on anything. So, so you're about. Oh yeah. So, you're, so,
3: so, you're about, so you know some stuff.
5: I do. Uh, Ultron. Ooh. He finally. Uh, you know.
3: Whoa! You're gonna lose your job, dude.
5: What? No. Everyone knows it's it's going right from that into Age of D Man.
1: <gasps> Wait, you just made.
5: <laughs> I don't know what that means. you don't know who D Man is?
1: I have, I have, I D Man is. I don't a... know who Ultron is.
5: Oh well, I. You don't know who... Ultron is... All right, let's DC boy. Okay. Uh, (laughs) uh, Who's that uh, robot from Superman?
1: Uh, Oh, Metallo?
5: No. The other one. Uh... Really, but Talos, the first one you go to? <laughs> I, I'm, like, the one that's from Krypton.
3: For the record... Oh, Brainiac.
5: Brainiac. Yeah, yeah. Lugo
3: is currently wearing a Superman t-shirt.
5: <laughs> yes. That's okay. true. Okay, go on. Brainiac. Brainiac. Yes. So, like, Brainiac, how he wants to rule the whole world. He hates yeah, yeah. humans yeah, and everything. Yeah. Ultron, like that. Oh, okay. But Ultron was created by, uh, Hank Pym, uh otherwise known as the Ant-Man or Giant-Man. And then he hates all of humanity and is constantly trying to take it over. Oh, dear. And then there was Age of Ultron, which he is... No spoiler here. He succeeds. And there's a point where he has completely taken over the planet.
1: Wow.
3: Hence... The age, age of, old, of old. <laughs> Right. You only get to call something an age once it is the
5: dominant uh, element of it.
1: Got it. So, so that so that title is ending. It's becoming something
5: else. Oh, uh, it's not. I don't know if it's becoming it. I actually don't know if it's becoming something else. Oh. Age of D Man. If there's a Marvel listener, will get that it's a joke because oh. he's a under D level character. Oh, of, I see. so he thinks he's part Wolverine. He wears part Daredevil, part Wolverine costume, part, and he lives in the sewers. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Yeah, so.
3: Um, is Marvel going to fix uh, Superior Spider-Man? Go.
5: Superior Spider-Man. <laughs> so, yep. <laughs> uh, I tried. Look, I tried. I is- tried. You
1: can't get into it?
3: No, I can't. No. I tried and didn't like it and still bought Another couple
5: of issues. No. Oh. No, I don't know what you're talking about. Superior Spider Man is probably one of the top titles I've ever read.
3: Okay. Uh, Ooh, fight,
5: fight, okay. fight, fight. If I had read it, <laughs> <laughs> I would assume that. Because I do really like the writer. Uh-huh. Uh,
1: Wait, you haven't read it? <laughs> no. You dick.
5: Uh, that's the one where, so Spider Man apparently, I, I understand. Uh, no, it's he, it's he it's Doctor Octavius's
3: died. brain inside he, of Spider Man's body. Right, Peter Parker's dead, but Doctor Octavius's brain still maintains, like, retains some of Peter Parker's memories, Remember. and it's all just like it's all of of another sort of gimmicky event, so that ultimately you can have like a big. Resurrection of Peter Parker. Right. right? I mean that, that, and I'm not didn't like badmouth already. Though? I'm about badmouthing Spider-Man or Marvel Comics. I'm saying that's just a tr- that's just a, a, a tool that comic books have been using for. Oh, decades.
5: they use it all the time. Yes. Wait, and didn't didn't that's Spider-Man went-
3: die already though? Yes, that was Spider-Man number 700, and then they stopped that continuity and they relaunched with Superior Spider-Man, which is the series I'm talking
5: about.
1: No prior, no prior to 700. Didn't I'm he sure die he died prior? a bunch of times?
5: Oh. Well, they always say he dies. He quits all the time. Yeah. Uh, no, no, your own, you're thinking of Ultimate Spider-Man.
1: No, 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 I'm not thinking of Ultimate Spider-Man.
5: Yeah, are you talking about he died? Because he, Ultimate Spider- Spider-Man, Peter Parker, died a couple years ago and they replaced him.
1: No, I know that. I'm talking about... I also
5: letter Ultimate Spider-Man. Oh, oh, with the new kid. With the new, with Miles... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, you letter the... that book? Yeah. Oh, oh, sweet. I've been lettering Ultimate Spider-Man since about issue 80. Oh, really? Oh, the... uh, yeah. That
3: book is so much better than Superior Spider-Man. <laughs>
5: Yes. I, I'm gonna say that it's
3: it's so much better. Trust me, I've I've read many issues of both.
5: So I, I, I do thoroughly uh Bendis writes do Ultimate Spider Man. But I mean he gets to do play do whatever he wants, so
3: Nah, that's true. Well yeah, I mean he's it's fucking Bendis. Yeah. Uh to <laughs> be no, fair I, I
5: mean, like with Ultimate Spider Man, you can do you can kill Peter Parker and he's actually dead. There's no plans to yeah. bring the character back. They're like, we're gonna kill him and bring in a completely new kid as Spider Man. Yeah. And, you know, I really did enjoy that because I really liked that they made Peter Parker his Uncle Ben.
3: Oh. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I didn't read Ultimate Spider-Man until The New Kid, until Miles came along. Oh, nice. And then, and then uh, I, it's, I think it's a gorgeous book.
5: So No, it's uh, it's been a fantastic book. I lettered that this morning as well. Oh, that was one of today's three titles? Yes, I did that this morning.
1: Uh, uh, wowzers. All right. Um, any big, giant reveals that you can... (laughs) Anything you can
5: get fired for that you can tell us? Yeah, let me, so... (laughs) Well, I told you, obviously, the end of Age of Ultron.
3: Who's going to be the villain in the next Avengers movie? No, I'm not going to ask you tangential Marvel stuff. I'm
5: just, we'll keep this focused on the books you work on. All right. Well, that would be kind of tangential. I do work on Avengers. Well, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I don't, don't, you know, I
3: don't... You're not working for... Look, you don't work for Marvel Studios.
5: true. And I know nothing about the movies, Yeah. so... (laughs) <laughs> that's a different that's a different uh office i'm generally often surprised when they come, I go oh we're, i didn't know we were doing a movie <laughs> <laughs> much like when you uh bring up uh superior spider-man so i don't work on spider i used to i actually did letter spider-man for quite a few years i letter uh, amazing amazing i did i did at one point like i do wolverine i did every spider-man title back when there was like three or four spectacular amazing yeah and then it went to just amazing and i lettered that from issue 500 almost to 600 damn so oh, and then i had books yeah and they had it like they were doing like a year-long storyline type deal and when that ended i decided to i was at that point i had been doing i was doing 25 titles a month wow and Grieve. and oh. i just well uh I which, like,
1: that's a book a day. Yeah.
5: Yeah. And at that point, it was also, uh, I mean, the, the, I was counting you know, Amazing Spider Man three in that. Three oh, times. sure. Because it came out three times a month at the time. Right. So I, I was. There was a
3: pair that were putting that book out three times a month?
5: Yeah. Well, because what happened was instead of having three separate titles with different writers and artists, they decided to have. Concentrate one, four one Yeah, concentrate and be like, this month, it's all written and drawn by one guy. And they would do that. All in like in advance, huh? So like I would have stuff actually done in advance.
3: God, I long for a time when my favorite comic books are being published three times a month. <laughs> 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 so uh, seriously, you uh, get twenty pages in thirty days.
1: Yeah, for the next chunk of the story. All right, look, we're 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 gonna be, we're gonna wind down a little bit here. Okay, but I have I do have, I do have I do have a couple of questions. Okay. Who is uh, – because I, I would imagine since you're getting these things that you're working pretty intimately with the editors, the writers, the, the, the yep. artists. Um, there's a lot of communication going back and forth. Who, who's like your favorite person to work with? Who's always a, a pleasure and, and a joy to work with?
5: Okay. And uh- on the
1: same token – who is fucking horrible to deal with? <laughs> right, yeah, that's
5: like, let me, like, yeah, let me answer that one. Yeah. And never work again. Right? Oh, come
1: on. Let's, we'll bleep no, we'll bleep it out. You can tell the yeah. name, oh, we'll yeah. bleep it out.
5: So uh maybe I don't I'm like I can't I don't know anyone at DC that I could just name I'm like, who's a DC guy I've never worked with?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. And you'll never work at yeah. DC again. You say Scott Snyder.
5: Yes, <laughs> Actually, I don't. I don't really have that much interaction with the artists per se. Okay. Uh, maybe a little bit with the colorists, uh, just because I'm dealing with stuff at the very end with sure. them. Sure. Uh, but mostly, I, I,
3: mostly you're in, in contact with the
5: writers. I, I, you know, honestly, not even that. Like, oh, really? Not. It, it's my contact is all with the editors. Oh, okay. So, but I mean, I I will have some contact with the writers when they have like their own notes and this stuff. Like, maybe they're they're coming in late and they'll send they'll just email it to me directly or with. At the same time, they're emailing the editors about like, "Oh, I want these changes." Like Bendis does that stuff because mm-hmm. I've been, but I've also been working with Bendis books since uh, the very first title I ever started doing working on was Alias by Bendis with Marvel. Oh, good, great, I remember? Yes, yeah, yeah. So that was the first title I got that when I worked in the Marvel bullpen because it, it, the Marvel bullpen at the time when we were lettering stuff was because the book was on the brink of getting canceled. <laughs> And it would have to It was coming into the bullpen To be lettered Because we would save money And it would save Just enough money That they could keep it going Right And so it came in And every None of the other guys Wanted to do the Bendis title Because Why? Very wordy And Uh. And I And at the time Alias was one of the Very few comics I was reading So I actually was like Yay! I want to do it! And now I letter About 5 to 6 Bendis comics a month. There you go. So, I
1: right, so who's the joy? Who's the joy? who then who's the joyful editor do you like working with? Who's the one who's the one editor that you really love working with?
5: Um well, I mean for years I I was a really I mean even at that point I'm like I, I work a lot with uh I'll probably see Daniel Ketchum. I'm good friends with him. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I have a good time working with all of them. And as yeah. much as I am annoyed at all of them at the same time, because <laughs> like they want the work from me just as fast as I want to give it back to them, but I don't have as much time. Sure. I'm like sure. And they don't know that like they each there's you know five offices, of which I am they're talking to me all at once, <laughs> and they don't know they're all talking to me at once, and they're like, hey, where's my book?
2: Right. And I'm right, like, right, right, well, right.
5: I just did their book and I have to do that one next and this, you know, I have it's all kind of on my shoulder to delegate which project is the most important or it's gonna take me the least sure. or most amount sure. of time. Uh, I okay. will say I'll say this. There there is a writer on a book that has been shatnering a lot. <gasps> which is Wait,
1: what the hell what, what? Shattering
5: is a term in the lettering field that when <sighs> There is an excessive amount of bolds. <laughs> excessive amount of what? Bolds. Bold words. Like bolded <laughs> words. Bold, bolded words. <laughs> so if you read if you read in an emphasize out loud, it sounds like you're talking like Shatner.
0: <laughs> That's awesome!
5: So and
1: I love that there's an actual technical industry
5: term. Well, not all technical. It's what we're we, like, oh this guy's Shatnering a lot. So it's <laughs> And, and the bolding going through and bolding the script is one of the more time can be more of the more time consuming oh sure that can be parts. tedious as hell yeah yeah it's, it's, it's not time consuming it's it's exactly that it's tedious at times so when they sure. when they bold every other word it tends to be <laughs> it
1: sounds like you're it, uh, delivering I, your lines yeah, yeah like this I
5: want to stab sometimes myself in the face oh dear but uh, I've actually I really enjoy I've worked with uh, Peter David on X-Factor uh-huh. uh for the for as long as X-Factor has been going on so wow. uh I can't remember when that started I think the 2005 and there was like a mini series before that so we've been doing that and I you know he's one of the easiest guys for me to work with he's constantly on time and he did and you know I I don't mean to say that about other people aren't no, no. Yeah. but sure. even through he had a stroke over the Christmas break and he still got and his pages in. A... Two days after his stroke, he sent in two scripts. Oh my god! <laughs> and I was just like, "I okay, wow." So, and it was, you know, that's a professional. Yeah.
3: All so, right. He's setting the standard for you to follow. Apparently.
5: Yeah, I have no standards. I, mean, <laughs> uh, I, I, well, I know. I. Hey, I, look! I always try to set my deadlines.
3: We know a few things about your personal life, so.
5: Uh, oh! Nailed it! Nailed it! Thank you. Uh, that was low hanging fruit. Corey. Uh, that was a pretty easy target. All right, so uh,
1: and but you but you also have a pretty lively burlesque career. I do. You are a burlesque performer.
5: I am a burlesque performer. Uh,
1: and you, I've, I've I've known you for a long time. I knew you way before you even hit the stage.
5: That's very true. Um,
1: and a uh, big fan of some of your of your acts. Oh, thank um, you. Where where can uh, the our both of our listeners uh, come and watch you <laughs> uh, if, if they are so inclined and happen to be in the New York Metro area?
5: Who's your other listener? <laughs> I mean, I listen. And I don't know. They're no. they're
1: they're both anonymous, but they're both, both
3: no, very it's, loyal. It's it's C Muldrow in Denver, Colorado. Uh, that's it.
1: Yeah.
5: So I can often be seen in Epic Win. Oh, that's true. Yes, that's uh, true.
1: You've been in a couple Epic I'm Win in, shows. In
5: a few Epic Win shows. Unfortunately, you asked me to do your upcoming one. Onto, yeah, you're gonna be
1: you're gonna be in Vegas. I'm gonna be
5: in Vegas. Yeah. Sadly, uh, I also regularly um, performing in Dead Sexy. Oh, that's on, right. Up in Times Square. A uh, time scare.
1: Time scare. Yeah. Time scare. It's a haunted uh, time scare is a haunted attraction uh, right in the heart of New York City.
5: And uh, I'll, I'll be out at Coney Island a few times this summer, I believe. And
1: so, if the, so, if people wanted to check out where you're going to be, do you have like? Uh,
5: you can go to my Facebook page. Oh, all right, at Corey Pettit. Corey Pettit. Or you can uh, you can also search for it under Hard Corey. Oh, okay. So, Corey with uh, E in that one.
3: Yeah, Corey Pettit. The, your real name, Corey, has no E. Right, but Hard Corey, your stage name, does have an E. Does have an E. I like that.
5: And it was a little—it's a little tribute to the fact that my dad didn't know that uh, Corey had an E, and he was supposed to put it in, <laughs> and he left it off. So he left it off, and then he also, when my sister was born, he thought Dana had an H, and so he put it on. Oh dear. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. All
1: right. Okay.
3: Um. So yeah, if you if you're in you find yourself in New York City this summer and you see Hardcorey's name uh listed, uh go check out one of his shows and marvel at his uh supernatural his lack of body hair.
1: Oh, that's right. <laughs> he he is about as hairy as a dolphin. You're like you're like slickly smooth.
5: Our dolphins are very the 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 bearded animal of the sea, right? No. 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 no, no. no. That's the yeah. manatee. No, it's very true. I'm very hairless.
3: That is that is one of that's one of uh that's his mutant ability. If if, if he were um, if he if, were an action figure, that would be one of the stats on the card that you would cut out of the package. That is
5: most hairless.
3: The, <laughs> he is the most hairless person I've known. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm envious because I am like wearing a child's Chewbacca
5: costume. Um, yeah, it's
1: like it's like a bear pelt stapled to your chest.
5: Uh, although looking uh, although looking across at the two of you, yeah. I have the largest hairline. Yes. Oh. That,
3: that's, yeah. That's kind of ironic too. Like you, you have n- no body hair, and yet my hairline starts on the back of my head because my hairline is receded so far. Corey's got this beautiful full head of hair, like this hairline that starts like it's basically his eyebrows. Yeah.
1: Look, you can't look. First of all, It's so cruel. My bald pate is temporary. All right. Yeah. Lugo's hair. Lugo's head of hair is pretty it's, solid. It's. it's, it's yeah. It, no, it's not bad. It's, it's shaved right bad. now it's only because bad. he's, you know. It's not well shaved. It's, it's only shaved sure. right now because he's we,
5: got
3: you, eczema.
1: You you, you were, No, I've got I've got the cancer. Oh. Oh,
3: what? But when he does have hair, <laughs> yeah, his hairline makes me I didn't uh, know that. look like his it's, dad.
5: Shut up. The
1: internet knows
5: now. <laughs> I, Facebook knows. That's true.
3: Anyway, if you get a chance and you are in New York City this summer and you see Hardcorey's name advertised, Uh, In a burlesque event listing, I strongly recommend you see it because he's always a lot of fun. He's always a lot of fun. You've got a lot of acts. You've got a Han Solo act. You've got an Andy Kaufman act.
1: Uh, uh, He's got a
3: Mr. Freeze act. Oh, the Mr. Freeze act is so good. I love the Bill Withers act. The song, the act of the Bill Withers song.
5: And I get. uh, I'll also be working on a uh, badger act for possibly this summer.
1: Really
3: now?
5: Yeah.
1: A what? A badger act. Like
3: a
5: No, no, no. The character Badger. From from Firefly. From Firefly. Whoa. Oh, are you doing that for the
3: Epic Wind Firefly extravaganza?
5: Yeah, I believe so. You're doing a Badger act? A Badger act.
3: You heard it here first, ladies. (laughs) Scooped. Uh, He's just a lot of fun to see live, and you should really check him out. And while you're at it, uh, why don't you go to your local comic book store and start thumbing through the Marvel section and just buy books with his name in it. To increase his stock yeah. at the company. Oh,
5: thank you.
1: Yeah, and also uh, bring the books to the show. He'll sign them for you. Sure. And bring the books to the show so I can read them without paying for them. <laughs> me too, Me too. actually.
5: Because I don't get to read the ones I don't work on. Uh,
1: Corey, thank you so much for being on the show today.
5: Thank you for having me, gentlemen.
1: Once again, we would like to thank Corey Pettit,
3: a.k.a. Hard Corey, for being our guest on the podcast this month. If you would like more information about what he's up to, again, you can visit him on Facebook by searching for either Corey Pettit, C-O-R-Y-P-E-T-I-T, or searching for Hard Corey, and that Corey has an E in it. And,
1: of course, go pick up all of his books. Yeah, oh, that was fun, man. That yeah. was really good. As, as a DC fanboy, I know very little... About the Marvel Universe. You know um, enough. Well, I mean, I used to collect back in the day, back in the, like, in the early to mid-90s. I collected a lot of Marvel stuff. Especially Fantastic Four. Especially Fantastic Four.
3: Because you had poor taste.
1: <laughs> shut up. Um, but One I, guy's made of bricks. Oh, shut up. Um, and then I, I collected a lot of the Ultimate titles. Yeah. Um, but I hadn't purchased anything for such a long time. And I just kind of... I don't know I'm just there's, there's really nothing in the, Marvel, in the Marvel universe right now that I'm like burning to read which is I guess my, my loss
3: I, I felt a little burned by Avengers versus X-Men
1: yeah you mentioned that a couple of times
3: I was like <laughs> oh wait a new Phoenix story <laughs> nope the same Phoenix story they've been telling for 25 years oh but this one's different because Scott Summers is a dick in it oh no wait that's still every Phoenix every story. story ever and yeah and ever. Superior Spider-Man whatever
1: uh Awesome. Okay. So let's do some uh, plugs. Let's and- do some plugs. Let me start the plugs. Yes. Great. Go for it. Uh,
3: in the month of April, yeah, I overbooked myself already. Tremendously. But then I also ended up picking up a lot of extra shows because I was filling in for you a lot of times right. because you were in the hospital. Right. And I burned myself out hard. Oh my hard.
1: God. Yeah, you totally did, didn't you? So
3: I got to a point where I finally started saying, you know what? I don't have to take every show that's offered to me. And as a result... My calendar is mostly free in June. Oh, no. Nice. Which means that will give me a month to finish this goddamn record. So I oh, have. Whoa, whoa, whoa.
1: Hold on. Hold, hold on. Are, are you saying that you're going to be finished in a month? I didn't say that. Oh. Put words in my mouth. Well, I heard the word finished and I heard the word month. Why not you shut the fuck up? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I didn't mean that. I've been drinking. Um,
3: no, it'll give me a month to like really hunker down. I'm just not, I don't have anything. Uh, of note booked in june uh-huh uh uh i am going to spend some time pushing waveforms around making this record good so good. i got nothing to plug now yes, not some Lugo, work you've been off stage for a while because you, I've been again i <laughs> took o- took over a lot of shows for you when you, you first got
1: sick you totally
3: did and uh you haven't done a lot of shows since you got out because uh, you're i've out of chemo and every time you get out of chemo you need some time to recover because you're you know you're compromised yeah
1: how's your june looking It's looking pretty busy. Um, I have spent almost no time on stage this entire cancer time, uh, which I'm now referring to this point in my life as cancer time. Uh, And I'm pretty excited because June's looking like it's going to be a pretty good month for Nelson Lugo, the performer. June 1st, um, we have Geek Boys Burlesque at our bar, 8 o'clock. Saturday, June 1st. It's an all-male, nerdy, burly review. It's a pretty wild time. It's always a raucous party. Um, and I'm actually going to be hosting it this time because um, uh, Bastard Keith, the usual host, is going to be in Vegas. Uh, so I'm going to take the reins on this one. Um, then on the 7th and 8th, I'm not actually in it, but Epic Win Burlesque is doing My Little Pony Burlesque. Oh. <laughs> The Bronies Unite. Um, it's mostly a lot of uh, pretty ladies in horse costumes. Okay. Um, so if you're into that sort of thing, come on out. Uh, there'll be information on the websites for that. Uh, on June 15th, I'm going to be doing an act in a show called Dead Sexy. Um, you heard uh, Hard Corey talk about it. Uh, it's at a uh, year-round haunted house in the heart of Times Square called Times Scare.
4: Woo!
1: Um and I'm gonna be doing uh, I'm gonna be doing my psychic surgery act. Nice. Um which I'm It's a good act. Yeah, well I it's it's an act I don't get to do very often because it's very involved and uh, I'm just excited to be putting it on stage again.
3: I'm sorry, I, I, I meant to bane that a little bit. <laughs> Can I bane
1: that a little bit? You want to bane it? Sure. Yeah, right, good. No, it's a good act. For you. <laughs> Idiot. Alright. Uh and then Um, on June 28th, I'm going to be in Orlando, Florida. The home of happiness. I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be going down, visiting some family. And while I'm there, I am going to be hosting a big bang boom review. Are you plugging a show on June 28th?
3: Yeah. Our next episode airs the day before that.
1: Um, and, uh, so, uh, uh, I will have more information on the next podcast about that, but uh, there you go. Uh, June's looking pretty good for the old Lugo guy.
3: Everything's coming up Lugo,
1: <laughs> and of course cancer-free
3: round, round four,
1: the final chapter. Uh, God, I don't want to do it. I know I don't you don't want to. I know it. you don't, buddy. Ugh. I know you're gonna get through this. I know, I know. I don't have a choice. It's Look,
3: gonna... today I went to work and. I noticed about halfway through the morning that one of my socks had a big hole in it. My toe was pointing through it. (laughs) So look,
1: I've been inconvenienced too. Wow. Wow. I can't. Did you just, did you just try to make a comparable analogy to having a hole in your sock to having cancer? Look, nobody knows the pain that I've experienced. I hate you so much. Are we ever going to do anything about this contest that we promised two months ago? Or can we just let that go? No, I'm going to, I'm going to reveal it. Um, <laughs> I Look, guys, cancer. Okay? That's all I have to say. Yeah, and let's also, I would like to point this out in case you're going like, yeah, but Schaefer. Blah, blah, blah,
3: blah. Look, I have nothing to do. I don't even know the password <laughs> <laughs> to the email account that we, we, we plug all the time. Oh, really? No. I'll give that to you. No, I don't care. Oh. I got too much to think about. <laughs> so when Lugo pitches a contest and we're collecting names I and have things cancer. like that, I need him to show up and provide that information. Yeah. And uh and what's new with you? Cancer. Cancer. So uh, that contest (laughs) is suspended indefinitely, which is fine with me because this is what happens with the previous contest we ran. Lugo comes up with an idea for a contest, and then it's my job to put together a package and mail it to you. True. So uh, the longer he delays this, that's (laughs) fine with me. Um, Tell you what, we're going to send you all pictures of Lugo's junk. So you will just send us your email address and we'll send you pictures. It looks
1: like a naked mole rat down there these days. Okay.
3: I guess I asked for that.
1: Yeah, I? the chemo. Chemo does interesting uh, you things know what? to hair. You know what? You know what? <laughs> <laughs> a large naked mole rat, like a monstrous, toothless naked mole rat. Jesus Christ! Yeah, this is how we're
3: going to end. This is, <laughs> the, this, is the, this is the closing note of this episode.
1: Oh, and by the way, before I forget, if you would like to email us, send us love letters, hate letters. Internet porn, be sure to send it to epicpycast at gmail.com. That is epicpycast at gmail.com.
3: And please recall, I do not have the password to this account.
1: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Epic PyCast episode 10. My name's Nelson Lugo. And my name is Schaefer the Dark Lord. Be safe, internet.
3: Bye. The epic podcast is brought to you by nerdy show all programming on the nerdy show network is listener supported if you've enjoyed what you've heard you can show your support by telling a friend or going to nerdyshow.com and clicking the support button even a small contribution gets you cool nerdy perks and allows you to take part in our monthly support drive contests. For more episodes of the Epic Podcasts, videos, contests, and other nerdy programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Subscribe to all our latest episodes via the iTunes store. And remember to follow us on Facebook, Tumblr, and Twitter at Nerdy Show to keep up to date on the latest Nerdy Show news.